Yeah, welcome to Six Strings of Tension, a guitar podcast where I get underground uh, and amazing guitar players to just come on and talk about guitar, and that's the entire concept of the podcast. So welcome, and today we are joined by a very special guest, someone whose songwriting ability I think is uh, one of the, you know, maybe the best songwriter in South Africa at the moment, dare I say, no. um, <laughs> Mr. Baron Harley, aka Ugly Boyfriend, and uh, as as he dubs himself the least talented member of Hated Related, which I, <laughs> I, I, t- I tend to disagree. But um, yeah, welcome, Baron. How are you today? I'm really good, Duncan. Thank you, and thank you for having me on your cheeky podcast. I'm very excited. Oh, dude, thank you. I, I, I too am excited. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, like, I think first question. Sorry, I just dive right into it. Uh, it's just to sort of get a feel for what kind of a guitar player you are. Is when was the last time you played guitar, and what did you play? I think earlier today, and I played um, a cheeky little riff I've been working on and hoping to use for new Hated Related stuff. So it's this cool little riff in A, but it's like, it starts off on A major seventh. So like kind of, you know, jazzy, smashing pumpkins-y, sonic youthy. And yeah, I'm just trying to get that one going and trying to turn that into a little song. Oh, dude, I, have yeah, no, I play every yeah. day. Oh, do you play every day? Are you one of those guitarists? Yeah, no, I don't practice every day. I don't mm. like sit down and go like, this is my half an hour. It'll be like when I'm watching TV or, you know, just like fiddling around in the morning before work. Uh, I'm not like scheduled or like serious about playing every day but it just you know more often than not i play every day okay yeah dude i think i'm kind of the same like i don't like to sort of sit and practice my scales and whatever yeah but um yeah i always just noodle at least a little bit (laughs) on the daily but um yeah dude so okay so you've mentioned hated related sounds like there may be something fresh on the horizon there which i am particularly excited for but um absolutely yeah oh dude uh but for the listeners uh people who may not be so familiar with your music uh can you just talk through your various musical projects and perhaps try and describe the kind of music you create in each one yeah for sure um in terms of like individual projects, it's quite a short list uh, because I met Andy, the guy who plays drums in Hated Related. I met him when I was like 14 uh, and mm. he was like 24. Yeah, so we've been a solid 10 years apart for the whole time we've worked together, which is now it's going on like 12 years now. Um, so we've done a bunch of different, like, versions of Hated Related, I guess you could say. Like, we started off as the factory, um, and back then we were, I named it after, like, Andy Warhol's The Factory. Okay, yeah. Um, 
And then I thought that was a bit like art school pretentious-y. So <laughs> then we got really into weed. So we were called the four two O's for a while, oh. but it was spelled like the, like the, the, how four is spelled and then T-O-O and then O-H apostrophe S. So again, just stupid idea. Um... Then for a while we were called the anorexics again, equally stupid, but we just thought it was like kind of punk rock. And then we settled back in on hated related again. And we've been that since like 2013, I think. So Mm -hmm. essentially we went through like a bunch of names, like all of them really dumb and mm. uh, then we circled back to like the original name, which was Hated Related. Well, that was like the second name, but we'd had that for quite a while. And we sort of just thought like, let's just stick with this. Like, let's yeah. not worry about it. Because especially when you're in a band for a long time, every now and then there is that kind of itch to like change the name because you think it's not that cool or whatever. And like multiple people have told me that the name hated related is shit and stuff <laughs> like lo- at mm. least four or five people have come up to me after a gig and said that was really cool and i really like your music but the name is shit and like the thing is even if i were to think of a better name like now, dude, you can't I'm pretty sure now. there'd be. I, I'm pretty sure there'd be four or five people who tell me that is shit as well. You know, so yeah. you can't really win. Um, but yeah, so pretty much most of the time I've been playing music in bands was with Andy, uh, with a few exceptions. Like <clears throat> I went to music college for a little while. Um, And while I was there, I was in kind of like a bluesy rock band, kind of like the White Stripes, but with like four people or whatever. Yeah. Um, But basically, we were all in college and we were all really into Jack White and everything he did. So that was kind of um, the idea with that band. Was that in South Africa? Uh, Yes. Yeah. Um, also, like they, KZN we called, Durban. Yeah, no, we played at the Winston and stuff. Oh shit! Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were called the Back Alley Howlers. Dude, which... I think I actually have heard of the Back Alley Howlers. <laughs> How many did you have? Like lots of gigs, or just like a handful? Pretty much a handful. Yeah, mm. but. Um, uh, we played like all over though like our our handful was like all we even played at the lounge you know that like uh it's the gay bar in in town it's kind of near stamford road Uh, i think i do know that place yes yeah 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 yeah. and it's a really cool club it's like multiple stories and where we played there was like a lovely stage and there was like all these cool like greek sculptures and stuff it was so much fun yeah it was like a battle of the bands or something okay Um, and we played there we played jackrabbits like 
Oh, dude, we Jack actually Rabbit, had yeah. like a lot of fun in that band, as as short lived as it was. And I feel like it wouldn't have been as short lived if we weren't all like eighteen and in college and just full of shit, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like YouTube videos and stuff of us at the Winston. Oh, it was dude, actually a I'll really fun it. band. Um, <laughs> but I've noticed like Jack then, White or the or the White Stripes is like quite a, a regular theme in Durban bands. You know, it's like a big black Durban math thing. And, yeah, yeah, black math. Yeah. yeah. And to be, Me, I know Cameron always says like he fucking doesn't like the name Black Math, but he can't change it now. Like, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. he's in the exact same boat, really. Yeah, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I mean, at least Black Math might have mm-hmm. been Cameron's idea, where as hated related was the idea of our friend Pumba, who's not—he's never been <laughs> in the band. He's just our charm, and. We were all just, you know, living it up one night and he was like, what about Hated Related? And like, I think that night we like changed our Facebook page name to that. And then in the morning we were like, fuck, bit awkward if we go back now. (laughs) So here we are like 10 plus years later with this weird ass name. Well, I mean, like... But hey, it works. Yeah, like, and before you go on... um, you know, I, I I was maybe I wasn't someone who thought that the name was shit, but I do remember like the first time I can remember seeing you. I think I saw you guys back in the day, but um, I'm actually sober these days, believe it or not. And so <laughs> only really good gigs, on you, Tom. <laughs> only good gigs yeah. post sobriety do I really remember. Um, and I remember like when was it it was like quite recent it was at mouse's album launch party and you guys played just as a two-piece like just you was that at at pablo honey or at the winston? no at the winston at the winston oh yeah 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 and i remember just like being fucking blown away by like the the quality oh, so of the sweet. of the songwriting i was just like these songs are amazing like and i remember thinking i was like this is just it's it, I, it's not what I would have expected a band called Hated Related to sound like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like expecting I don't know I was expecting like metal uh, when I saw yeah. the name. Yeah, and then it's you just like do. these really like great um, like it's super loud and super gnarly, um, but like just really good songs. I was just like fuck, this is awesome. Reminded me like a little bit of Dinosaur Junior, that sort of vibe. Um, but it was really cool. But anyway, yeah, so I just thought... Oh, that's so lovely. That was, that was my impression. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, like, at, at you know, um, obviously I have, like, a bit of a weird voice. It's not, like, a typically good vocal voice, and I'm not, like, a shred guitar player, but, like, the one thing I've always really tried to do and like wanted to do is just do like good songs, you know, even if they're not technical, even if they're not like, you know, skillful, yeah. just like a, a nice little song, you know, like kind of like how 60s pop, like no one was like shredding in the 60s, you know, like they were yeah. just doing fun little pop songs and it was good and it was fun to listen to and it was like roughly two and a half minutes long and it was kind of like easy to digest you know that's yeah, like dude. what i've always really been into 
Mm. And I think that that's like also what really sets your music apart because I know like the other bands, you know, that, that, that played just that night, for example, like, you know, Mouse has like quite expansive like you know it's awesome in its own yeah, way it's like as well psychedelic vibes like, but you know like <laughs> the jams can fucking go on for like 15 mm. minutes 20 minutes um and yeah. taekwondo sleepover was the other band that Absolutely, i think played yeah. and it's just like noise and riffs you know and yeah. <laughs> i think that a lot of music and i mean even like music that i make um and, and music that i see a lot is very much so like about cool riffs and like you know uh instrumental work like that uh rather yeah. than sort of songwriting and also about like expansive like you know transcendental mm. jamming like and improvising soundscapes. and soundscapes and stuff and i love that stuff but like goddamn, like if just a good two minute song like yeah. You, you really can't beat it and 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 it's just like and i think that's what also really set you guys apart that night i was just like wow that was just so n nice like yeah. <laughs> just like it wasn't like this hard to listen to like you know fucking nightmare experience which i enjoy like i use nightmare experiences as, as yeah. a positive thing but, but it always, was just like you know, beautiful it was beautiful yeah, yeah. Cause we always we always get booked with those kinds of bands, you know, like Mouse, yeah. Taekwondo, often much sort of heavier bands than us. Mm. And I always worry that maybe we're like a little bit underwhelming in no, contrast dude. to those <laughs> bands. Um, but I think especially if you have a gig where you've got like Mouse and Taekwondo and say maybe a band like Hardy Da. It, it yeah. can be nice to like break that up with a more sort of like narrative vocal type band, you know, because yes, it's easy dude. to follow. It's like it's kind of like a little palate cleanser, you know, it's like, oh, I think it's I think it's more than a palate cleanser. I think it's like <laughs> a, it's, it's just a different experience. So it's not like yeah. one. It's not a slog of like one vibe, you know, like there's mm. there's there's dynamic in the in the evening's events if you will <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like yeah. i've been uh super super into um godspeed lately okay yeah um, which is not uh, two minute long <laughs> no not yeah. at all but i've been so into it but i i, I just mm. keep thinking like if I had to listen to this for like more than an hour straight, I might start to like lose my mind a little bit. Um, especially with music like that, that can be quite dark. Like I can yeah. only do it in, in moderation. Um, but yeah, lately they've been like my, my number one go-to That's awesome, band. dude. That's great. And, and like, I actually had a question about that a bit later, but Let's get back on track. So that's Hated Related. And then recently, yeah. out of nowhere, did you go straight to Ugly Boyfriend? Was there stuff in between? Um, well, back in the day, bef before I moved to Scotland, I was in like this two-piece uh, like folk punk band with my friend Bex. Um, me and them 
would do like these little folky shows mostly at open mics like no one was mm. gonna pay us for this but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, dude, that's so, me <laughs> yeah yeah so like we would just uh basically swap instruments so like i would join her on her songs or their songs sorry i i get mixed up uh bex is non-binary but i do fuck it up pretty often so i would We're join them yeah no i know it's a mm. it's a learning curve i wish i was better at it but um so i would join them on their songs and they would join me on my songs uh so we would do like a half and half set so the first half would be them on guitar and vocals and i would play lead guitar and then uh the second half would be them on drums and i would play like rhythm guitar and vocals and that was called lwk um there might be some bandcamp demos okay hanging around i'll check it out Um, i've never i've never heard that um but i'll definitely look into it it sounds yeah no it 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 was relatively short-lived but we we would do like every single open mic we could so we ended up doing like you know two or three open mics a week and then getting yeah. the odd gig through murray i don't know if you oh, know yes. murray. yeah dude i did murray i Kaitan. knew murray like when i first moved to durban she was like pretty much the first person i met who i didn't know before i came here yeah. if that makes sense you know and yeah no i don't yeah. think anyone at all in durban would know who I, I don't even think you would know who I am if it weren't for Murray. Like <laughs> she, she really like pushed my shit hard. Even when I oh, okay. sucked, like when I yeah. was super bad, Murray was like, "You should do you, Baron." Yeah, uh, and, and she would fucking get get you paid. Well, I, I don't know, like, yeah, like, but she no, would like uh, get you onto gigs, and like next thing she'd be like, "Here's fucking 500 medibas for you yeah no <laughs> yeah. dude uh i would play at the blue dolphin sometimes murray would do these gigs at the blue dolphin yeah, and man. straight up 500 <laughs> smackaroos back in pizza. like 2014 <laughs> like, yeah. yeah and a pizza and in 2014 that was a lot of petrol dude, you yeah, know it was jeepers and there was another place um fucking Buds on the Bay or something. I don't know if if she ever wangled you a gig there. It was like... No, where was that? Dude, I don't know because I just moved to (laughs) Durban. And when I first moved to Durban, I lived in Drummond, which is not even really Durban. (laughs) So Yeah, no, that's not Durban. That's like as much Durban (laughs) as Ashburton is Durban. (laughs) So like... I would just like put the address in maps and drive. But I remember going to Buds on the Bay. I think it was like around the harbor somewhere because i remember oh, being like God. on those roads where there's like train tracks on the was roads it not and there's at, trucks uh, was it at wilson's wharf because murray did gigs at wilson's wharf as well Dude, I'm pretty possibly sure. possibly and yeah. maybe ma- and maps may have just taken me on a really fucked up route which it does all the time mm. um, so especially so, back then yeah, yo, dude, like deep. You'd be deep in the harbor, like shipping yeah. shipping containers only. And you're like, I'm just, just looking dead for this end pub after dead for, end for an open mic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but anyway, yeah. Um, so okay, so, yeah, cool. Um, LWK, I did, you said. 
Yeah, I did LWK with Bex And then very shortly after that I moved to Scotland Um, Mostly because my parents wanted me to Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Uh, do they live there? No, my sister lives there Uh, But my parents are quite like doom Well, my mom lives there now But at the time she didn't Uh, My dad's still here But my parents are very doom and gloom About South Africa Yeah Um, Whereas I'm not at all Like, you know, I recognize we have problems But I don't think it's anything worth fleeing the country for No, dude Just yet I agree Um, (laughs) So anyways, I did I moved over there for almost two years Um, And while I was there I was in a band called Hangzers Which was like a post-rock band Oh, shit, Um, okay That's kind of different Yeah, very, Mm. very And it took a lot of getting used to for me uh, Because we had songs that were like 20, 25 minutes And you know, I've never played anything <laughs> longer than 2.5 minutes up to that point. <laughs> so that was a real learning curve. But then I also did just do like a bit of a sneaky and I was like, hey, guys, what if I write like half the set list? <laughs> and all of those songs were and I did push it yeah. like I made all of my songs with vocals I made them like three to four minutes four and a half okay and then we would intersperse those with the long post rocky songs which I thought was quite cool you know because it's like a bit of everything yeah. you know and yeah, well, also mm. like the the songs that I wrote for them there was still a lot of space for like big atmospheric you know airy stuff in between like it wasn't just shouting and and vocals the whole time like there was still loads of room for like beautiful leads and delays and stuff um because yeah i'm not big into lead at all but like that the guy was in that band with i'm sure i've seen you do some form of lead <laughs> I do I do like cheeky little lead riffs In okay. between chords I yeah. never just solo I don't think yeah. I've ever just soloed You don't shred um, it bro Yeah <laughs> No cause I literally can't Like I mean it's not that I'm above it It's not like I'm too cool for it no. I just can't Like yeah. I learned guitar up to the point where I could write songs with it And then I kind of just stopped worrying I was okay. like, I can write songs now You know, someone else can do the lead maybe Yeah, know? fair enough, fair enough Because that, that was always the vibe I got from like Black Francis from the Pixies like, Oh yes I don't think he can play lead You know, I think he just plays his rhythm and his stuff that he plays And then he gets other people to do the other stuff, you know But (laughs) he still wrote the song Exactly, and he does the job better than I think anyone could Yeah, definitely No, dude Why bother with it? I I, I think that that's like a really valid philosophy And I way prefer um, music that is like emotive and makes me feel something over like 
fucking Joe Satriani or, you know, yeah. Steve Vai I was literally, or any of those before guys. Before you like, even said his name, mm. I was thinking Joey Satriani <laughs> because when I was in college, everyone yeah. was just absolutely wetting their shorts for him, Guthrie Govan, oh, no. and uh, what's that other guy... He was oh. the guy who did that weird thing with the drill where he put like a pick on a drill. Oh, dude, I have no Paul idea. Paul Gilbert? Is it Paul Gilbert? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, one of those shred guys that yeah. like, you know, I don't know. To me, as impressive as that is, it's amazing that they can do that that fast. But yeah. to me, it isn't nice to listen to. Like, yeah, it's like elevated music. Because I can't music. follow it. Yeah. You know, I can't follow it. Like, I can't. You know, I would mm. never be able to hum that back to myself in my head. You know, yeah. you can't hum a million notes a minute back to yourself in your head. Yeah. No, I, um, I get it. I, I think that there are like some guitarists who can use it kind of creatively. But uh, by and large, like... Yeah. Yeah, people who just shred for the sake of shredding is very boring. Like, I just find yeah. it very boring. It's like, okay, I impressive mean, for five seconds, and, and then it's like, oh. Yeah, I think it's boring for us, and I think for, like, mm. people whose whole goal is to be the most proficient that they can at their instrument, it's probably, like, uber interesting. Yeah, But that no. just isn't my goal at all. Like, you know, yeah. I feel no, like I, I can play good enough. And, and, and I don't want to hate on that. Like, I mean, it's fine. Like, people are into it and that's awesome for yeah. them. But it just, it doesn't yeah. speak to me and I guess it doesn't speak to you either. No, but, um, it doesn't. What's like way more impressive to me and like, honestly, lately I've been fangirling like really hard over stuff that Will does and oh, like that dude. you guys do. Like, like drony yeah, stuff. Rivers. I feel like there's a lot of like merit in being able to make something listenable where there's almost like no like crazy variation yeah, you know will's very... not shredding like it, nah. it's kind of like a, a droney vibe but it's still so listenable to the point where you can listen to like 15 minutes of these sounds like building and growing you know to me that's much more impressive than than shredding because i mean you would think with that kind of thing you know, the average listener would turn off after like minute three. But with Will's stuff and your stuff and, uh, you know, like Rise Up Dead Man, it's it's very immersive, you know, like once you've gotten past the first minute, you're fully in there, you know, and yeah. you, you just want to see it through to its end. And to me, that's like way more interesting than you know oh, shredding so, thank you that's it, very very kind <laughs> of you to say but yeah dude drone like there's something really hypnotic about it that mm. that makes you want to like conclude the kind of the cycle almost like once you once yeah. you begin it you're like oh okay i need this yeah. to I kind of conclude. think of it as like a, a very palatable, like very pretty form of like white noise. 
Uh, yeah. Because like I, I in general just just love white noise. Like I fall mm. asleep to like white noise, and I I just really like it. Um, but with with your guys' music, drone and like just others, even like more musical things like shoegaze and like yeah. all those very like immersive textural yeah, like even types of music. Yeah, even post rock. Mm. It's like it's so much more satisfying than hearing someone play like a yeah. million notes a minute. <laughs> That burp was definitely recorded in HD. Now, <laughs> <laughs> do you get it all on there? The human touch. Um, Better out than in. Um, okay, so Scotland. What did you say the na- name of that band was mm. that you were in? It was Hangs's. That's how uh, Hangs's. you say it. Okay. Yeah, but it is spelled in just an absolute Looney Tunes way. Okay. Uh, because post rock, so obviously you yeah. have to be super edgy. So it is H A N G. Okay. And here's the twist. Yeah. S Z E R E S. Hangers. Okay. Does that mean yeah. anything? Apparently, it means something in Hungarian. Okay. Uh, again, I didn't name the band I was in. The name was there, <laughs> and I just melted into it. Sick, dude. Okay, cool. I see you guys have got a SoundCloud page. I'm gonna check that out after once we're done. And here. Spotify, dog. Oh, we also shit. gave You're into fancy. the corporate masses. Yeah. Oh, dude. Fully, you have to. We sadly. had like a, a fucking record deal with the what? super independent. Uh, no, it was no. Like, don't get excited. It was this oh, like okay. very. <laughs> it was a beautiful <laughs> studio, and they had like Tascam tape recorders oh, and stuff, okay. just like top of the line. Mm. You know, beautiful studio. But basically, this was our record deal. It was like they said you know like the cost of the production and making the hard copies and producing the music video would cost about 600 pounds so basically our contract was that we would start getting paid once the 600 pounds had been recouped okay yeah to be honest Um, that's that's standard like (laughs) it is it is standard but keep in mm. mind, these guys put a lot of faith into us, and I don't think we recoup that six hundred. Oh shit, pounds. dude! Okay, <laughs> so, oh, fuck you. so you guys uh, have like a legit like album released by a label, like yeah, the, we the had a single, thing. like a an okay. A B side single released Sick. by Lead Boot Records. And if anyone listening to this podcast wants to go and buy that single, I'd feel good because then at least they recoup dude, their maybe money. I must, <laughs> must get on that. That's awesome, dude. Fuck, I had no idea that you had had like another project. I just knew Hated Related and Ugly Boyfriend. Yeah, no, well, I had to keep myself busy in the UK. And if anything, that was the hardest part about coming back is leaving that band like i hated Mm. everything else like i had a really good job i was doing care work okay and like i was like looking after like disabled adults and that i really loved but it just like 
didn't make ends meet like no matter how many really? hours i did like i couldn't get by like i was working like 40 50 hours a week so like proper full-time at above yeah. minimum wage but like between rent and the cost of like food and shit over there it just wasn't working it was crazy dude stuff is really yeah. expensive over there i feel like people think you go over there and you make like so much more money so then you get to spend so much more money and it's not like that it's nah. like you make more money but everything costs more money so yeah. like you're not really winning shit dude yeah look a I, I, I mean like as someone who's also spent time like living overseas in a few other places i think that a lot of south africans who are like you say the doom and gloomers who want to get out yeah they have got a really warped perspective of what the rest of the world is like you know like yeah. like it's not nowhere is perfect everywhere yeah, has it's that, problems it's that whole like, thing of mm. like the grass isn't always greener you know oh, yeah. and it, no. it really isn't like every yeah. country has their shit i mean even when i was living in the uk it was like just after brexit where they were still kind of being lenient on people with eu passports okay but i think now it's it's way harder like yeah i think no. now even with my dutch passport i probably wouldn't be able to live there for any extended amount of time damn um, dude and I, and I reckon the netherlands might be a nicer place to live anyway absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah no i have like mm -hmm. actual experience of the netherlands being nice so yeah. i definitely think if, if i ever move anywhere which i, yeah. I kind of don't think i will but if anywhere it would mm. be there for sure okay oh fair enough jeez dude i, I feel you, like i have been sidetracking this interview so a, hard that's fine <laughs> that's like the whole purpose is for it to go yeah. wherever but okay yeah, wait, we're gonna but edit it down let let nah well maybe a little bit but <laughs> um, um okay but yeah so then you came back from scotland when did you come back well we came back on holiday um mm -hmm. I'm so bad with years, but I think we've been back for like three or four years no. anyway. But, uh, oh, are you losing me? My internet's good. Come. Hey, we're together. Hey, you're back. Yeah, hey. shit, sorry, dude. My, my internet is being weird which is strange because it's normally fucking great <laughs> yeah but yeah sorry dude i only heard we came back from holiday <laughs> oh yeah no so we mm. came here on holiday to visit layla's parents my fiance yeah um so was she over there with you here yeah so okay. i moved there and then about six or seven months of me living there she moved over with me right okay nice. and then that's where like the real shit started because like i found a job pretty easily mm. uh because i like literally as soon as i got there i got like a social worker and stuff because i was like seeing the mental health services over there uh, okay so they put me in touch with a social worker who in turn got me this like caring job like this like okay. job as a carer um 
And because I, I, I don't even know what the problem was, but Layla just wasn't offered those same services as I was. And I think it had something to do with Brexit. I think like uh, I had just made the cut off line of like immigrants yeah. being able to access services. Okay. So then when she moved over, she just like tried her damnedest to like get work and couldn't. So Shame, man. that's terrible. Yeah. So I was just kind of doing the whole thing. And then we came back on holiday and I like kind of saw, you know, the farm and stuff and like, Mm. saw how well their business runs and like how like just awesome this like atmosphere is so that's when i was like well fuck it we'll just come back and like yeah. call it a day <laughs> for the uk thing you know um because oh, i mean enough, honestly man. it's not like yeah it's not like you know you can just live in scotland and all of a sudden like you know you're gonna get way bigger gigs and way cooler stuff oh, like, yeah the music industry over there is arguably more difficult like than yeah you know yeah no i can believe it and i know also like i have friends who've gone over to america and they've been like jesus dude like we really um you know there's like quite a famous bar in new york called saint vitus and um, I had a friend who went to New York and he was like, oh my God, I'm going to go to St. Vitus and see all these bands. Yeah. And like afterwards he was like, he was like, dude, it was so underwhelming. It was literally like going to fucking rumors in Joburg. Like yeah. it was exactly the same, like not bigger, not better. Like the sound issues were the yeah. same. Like at like midnight, like someone just turned the lights on and was like, well, it's curfew time to go home. Um, <laughs> and, and it was like, out. what the fuck? This is like supposedly like the most legendary metal venue here. And yeah, it was, I mean, it was awesome. But um, again, there, I think we have a tendency as South Africans to like, assume we have it off so bad uh when I it know, comes to absolutely. music and everything and, and then mean, you, yeah <laughs> it's not the case <laughs> when you think about it we really don't have it that bad i mean just just before covid we opened for teenage bottle rocket which is yeah. an amazing like punk band from the states international you know, yeah they, that's not for nothing. I mean, sure, it's not the Foo mm. Fighters. It's not fucking nah, dude, Justin Bieber. But it's still a really cool band from the yeah. US. And then... And the Godmother we, came here as well. And they were fucking yeah. insane. And then like, I remember years and years ago, there was another really cool, I think, Canadian band that came here. Was it Come Back? I don't know. But there was like a, a really cool band that okay. came here from Canada. Yeah. Uh, and then we also opened for the Dumpies. And I mean, oh. they're not big. but Yeah, like, but they're also American, I think, aren't they? Yeah, they're from Texas mm. and just one yeah. of the coolest bands you'll ever see live. Like, yeah. most of their songs are like 30 to 40 seconds, but just the most, like, rip-roaring, like, energetic punk yeah. you've ever heard. Are they uh, the band that like all their albums are named after athletes randomly? Yes, yeah, and they even <laughs> had one named after a South African athlete, and I think uh, that's the one that they had just put out when they came here. Oh, okay, cool. Shit, Isn't dude, it, is 
Is Zola Bud a South African athlete? Baron, you're really <laughs> asking the wrong person. <laughs> no, I, I mean, the wrong person is asking the wrong person. But yeah, I'm pretty sure... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that is a South African athlete and they had just put out a cassette called that and that's okay. why they... I don't know. Dude, I like could just only, totally be making shit up. The only South African athletes I know are like... Casta Semenya because of the whole controversy. Controversy. And, and fucking Oscar, Oscar Pistorius. Pistorius, yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that dude. guy, he really put us on the map. Eh? He did. <laughs> so fucking grateful hell. to him. Oh, shout out to I Oscar. love that our main exports are murderers and Seether. Oh my lord, see that, yeah. Oh, good heavens. Yeah, dude, I remember when they were still called Sarin Gas and they had I to know, change their apparently, name. <laughs> this is how old Andy is, but apparently mm-hmm. um, Sarin Gas played at Andy's high school, like in their uh, assembly hall. Well, Andy, Andy can't be that much older than I am then because <laughs> they, they, they How played. old are you, Duncan? Are you I willing am, to reveal yeah, on the dude, pipe I am, your uh, age? Wait, how old am I? I'm 32. So I oh, know. no. Andy's like 36, dog. He's, uh, yeah, he's pushing yeah. daisies. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, like Saren Gas came and they played not at my primary school, but at the high school, um, like my cousins and them were at. And uh, yeah, they all saw sarin gas, and they also saw Tweak. <laughs> Tweak, you remember them? <laughs> no, I don't. What? Okay, you know what? Just when forget you I said, said Tweak, it. all I all I thought was that kid in South Park who's always oh on, no, like, dude, fuck tweaked out on You coffee. don't know Tweak? How old are you, Baron? <laughs> I'm twenty six. Okay, yeah, no, you wouldn't know Tweak then. Tweak were, <laughs> Tweak were like the biggest pop punk band that South Africa produced, and then I oh, think they right. they changed they changed their name to uh, Crash Car Burn. Um, oh, okay, I know them. I know yeah, Crash Car Burn. So, so that I, th- I think like there was a bit of a lineup change, and they like rebranded themselves because Tweak became like so hated, like yeah, <laughs> they, they, like. They would just get bottled off the stage at all the festivals. Like, what's that fucking, uh, you know that band Trapped? Oh, yes, dude. Okay, they weren't, <laughs> as, they weren't like, as, as shockingly terrible. Like, look, okay, their music was terrible, but they weren't terrible people like Trapped. No, no, I feel like Trapped has the reverse issue, that they just got yeah, awful people. They're just horrific. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But, but yeah, Tweak, they were... Oh, dude, go go check them out. Check out a song called "Birthday Card." I'm definitely going to. Um, there was another I, I song. I absolutely Br- they had a song called "Britney Spears" from the past, uh, <laughs> which I think you'll dig. But anyway, they had no. a song called "Britney Spears." Yes, yeah, they had a song called "Britney uh, Spears." I already know I'm gonna fucking yeah, you, hate that. You, I'm gonna love to hate that. You're gonna love to hate it. Like it's it's it's. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And then, like, their second album, like, the cover, they made it, like, black and, like, 
leather and like try to like As create like do, a, yeah. a hardcore image but the music was still just like bubblegum pop punk like with terrible lyrics and a fake american accent like <laughs> it but, sounds uh, like they're sort of like a prototype machine gun kelly yeah they actually are hey like yeah no that that very, very good analogy very good they're the same the same thing really but um Thank you. no i dude, came up but, with that myself oh well fucking beautiful <laughs> that's art um but what, okay no so you came back from scotland you got back here you restarted hated related or just sort of like yeah. continued it well we even restarted it just on holiday we did okay. two shows when i was here on holiday with plans to carry on doing shows when i came back mm. uh for good and then I did, I did come back for good. And I think we did like five shows and then Corona. Oh, fuck. Um, okay. Well, I was yeah. at that one, that mouse one was probably like one of your last ones. Cause that was just before Corona. It was like February. And then I think March Corona hit us. Yeah. I think our last gig before Corona was the one with the dumpies. I think it was March oh, okay. 4th. Oh, literally shit, yeah. march 4th and then like, and i i still remember at the gig we were all kind of joking around and being like oh corona you know like what if we end up having to wear masks all the time wouldn't that be crazy like wouldn't that just be insane geez, and then yeah. a few days later the government was like guys if you don't wear masks you're in trouble yeah, we'll beat the shit out of you because the army is deployed. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Literally. Um, but um, shit, dude. Okay. And then uh, from there, what was it just like, did Ugly Boyfriend emerge sort of as a result of lockdown or Pretty how did much, that come yeah, into being? Like, I think we were just finishing up grief unbridled like our last okay yeah 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 ep when mm -hmm. corona hit so then to finish it off we had to kind of just wait till they said we could like go places and then we do a session then we get locked down again then we do another session so mm. that ep ended up taking like like fucking like two years you know Whoa. Uh, okay. from from when I started writing it and when we started demoing it because we started working on Grief Unbridled pretty much as soon as we finished uh, Depressive Repulsive, yeah. the EP before that. Which, that's like, like my, my favorite one, probably. Uh, thank you. Uh, but yeah, we literally, as soon as we were done with that, we started working on the next one. And then corona just kept it kept putting like spoke after mm. spoke in the wheel so that ended up taking like two years um and then we got to put that out and then as soon as we put it out there were even more restrictions so we couldn't do any gigs for it we couldn't do like a launch gig yeah like you know yeah, there just, was no just way dropped. to hype it up yeah. yeah we just had to put it out there and be like there it is you know um <laughs> So, yeah, and now I've written, like, a whole new Hated-related EP, um, and we've, we've demoed some of it, but, like, 
now that we're getting gig offers and stuff, I feel like we're a little bit less antsy to record. Like we kind of just okay. want to play live for a while, get that feeling of being a band again, like a proper, you know, performing band. Yeah. And then maybe we'll get stuck into this EP because it's been so long since we like did normal band stuff, you know, like played yeah. live and like hung out and hung out before shows and hung out after shows. Like, I think we played our first post Rona gig. Like we played one right in the middle of it in like 2020 or something. But like since then, we did our first one like a month and a bit yeah. ago here in Howard. At the Vern, yeah. I yeah remember. actually a really <laughs> lovely venue yeah dude yeah, i really you... want to go there because i've seen like the quality of bands that go there like didn't the medicine yeah. balls play as well like and a bunch of yeah um... we we opened oh. for them this last time uh mm. but matt vent plays there a lot yes, from yeah. sibling rivalry yeah 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 and uh yeah quite a few I've, cool people i've just seen like there. a bunch of like gigs we should do where... a show there yeah dude you fucking yeah <laughs> i'm keen it could be like me you and old willie randall willie randall's william yeah dude I'll... oh willie <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh blind Big boy willie. willie exactly dude that's that's fucking him um, <laughs> yeah dude i think we'd all be keen uh, it would be really rad. But then, okay, so yeah, so that's Hated Related. Then Ugly Boyfriend. Now, like, I must just say, like, Ugly Boyfriend, I think, came and just, like, fucking blew myself <laughs> and I think quite a few other people as well out of the water. Um, oh, that's just, so sweet. No, but because, like, okay, so you put, like, a single art first, I think, and it was like, oh, mm. this is a fucking dope song like this is awesome looking forward to hearing the next one in a few months and then yeah. <laughs> i mean like you put your first one out like i think it was like september last year or so and yeah. you've put out like i did a count um and my math's not great so i might be wrong but i think you've put out 30 songs like i know yeah that, like it's somewhere of, there yeah yeah there's like 30 tracks in eight months which is yeah. insane. Like, I, or I find it insane. And the thing that's most insane about it is like, okay, it's being released at like a rate that I can't keep up. So there's even songs that I haven't like listened to all of them. Um, yeah. But whenever I'm like, okay, cool, let me dive in. I've not heard a bad song of the bunch. So like, do you, and I'm assuming like, do you play everything on that? And like, do you write it? quite quickly or was it like songs that you had stockpiled over a long period of time no no so what it was in the beginning is mm -hmm. that i was like quite frustrated by like just how long you know individual lockdowns were taking so i would you know think to myself i'll get myself through this lockdown when it's done in two weeks I can okay. meet up with Andy and we'll record. And then there would just be weeks and weeks on end. And I got like really frustrated just thinking like, 
you know because mm. i'm not the kind of person that can just write a song by myself on acoustic guitar and then hang on to it until the time's right like when i write something i need to like get it down otherwise it'll it'll go like i yeah, won't i won't it. remember it i won't yeah. yeah so i just thought like fuck i'm just gonna find like a app on my phone and at least i can just make demos with multiple instruments so i can at least like feel like i'm doing something you know and then i made a couple of them and i thought like oh well this one's actually pretty good so i thought oh i'll just chuck it up on bandcamp for free you know like see see what happens and I had so much fun doing it that I just thought like I'll just keep doing this so in the beginning I was doing like a song a day uh, like writing yeah. and recording a song a day and like not a lot of thought went into the songs they were very like freestyle kind of loose okay. you know ideas that I just tried to mold into a song quickly and just do it all in one day Um, and that was when I was recording on my phone. So like basically my whole rig at that time was my Android phone. And then I had one of those gamer headsets, you know, like with the, with with the the microphone. (laughs) So that was my microphone. Cause obviously I didn't have a way of plugging like a real phone into my I mean a real microphone into my phone so I got that headset microphone uh, and I recorded with that and that worked really great for like a long time but obviously like you're gonna get frustrated with that eventually so I started using Layla my fiance's old laptop Uh, it's like an old Dell yeah uh and not bad but like it definitely couldn't run ableton properly and like ableton's what came with my thing yeah so i i managed to record like a good few songs on there um but it was like a nightmare like it would just crash and like i couldn't I couldn't record with any effects on like I had to record everything totally dry totally like unmixed and then go from there which I'm not really savvy enough to do like I like to I like it to sound good while I'm recording um so basically I just bitched and moaned about Mm. like how hard it was for ages and then for Christmas uh my fiance Layla and her mom and my mom and my stepdad and Layla's stepdad all chipped in and got me uh, a MacBook Air. Uh, but like the M1. <coughs> so since but, then, even though yeah. it's really hard to like get used to Apple and like especially when you've like never used a laptop. I mean, like, now, the last song I recorded, like, I was, like, direct monitoring myself with reverb and delay on, and I mean, it was just so cool, like, just the amount of shit I can do now, and, like, that music video I made a while ago, like, I did all of that just on my cheeky laptop with iMovie, um, so yeah, that's been a game changer. Yeah, 
What did you did you have the laptop when you recorded uh, the Cause of Death EP? No, that was on my phone. Shit, really? Yeah, yeah, Damn, that was on dude. my phone. Well, look, to be honest with you, I'm not actually that surprised. I mean, like, Will and I both, like, I mean, Will still records on his phone, you know, like all mm. of those Seven Rivers albums made that on yeah. his phone. And um, also, like, now I'm a fancy man and I use a computer. Uh, yeah. but, but, like, up until, like, three albums ago, like, I was also doing everything on an iPad. Like, that was... Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. That was how I did it. And I just like use the mic on the iPad, you know? Yeah. um, So, so I mean like, yeah, you can get a really good sound out of it. I I love that though, because like, fuck, like it just, it's, it's, it just pisses me off when people are like, oh, you know, like they need expensive gear or they want like amazing studio monitors to mix. It's just like no, you, you need none yeah. of that. I like, still, I, I still don't even use monitors at no, all dude. ever. Like I, I got some monitors like uh, last year at the Tom's, like you know their annual music sale yeah, yeah, where yeah. they like drop prices insanely, and like they're cool, but I don't really like use like I, I prefer to do it on headphones still me like too, I do it on dude, headphones like, and then I'll like listen can, once on the monitors and I'll be like okay it sounds cool in the air and yeah. then go back to headphones and often yeah. I, I find like if it sounds good in your headphones especially if they're good headphones yeah uh, then more likely than not it's gonna sound good on like whatever like yes. Andy is a big believer in before you put anything out you should try it out on like as many systems as yeah. you can so like play it on your phone play it in the car <laughs> play it on a bluetooth speaker play it through monitors and Dude. I honestly I've never done that a single time and Mad no one's admin. ever said like hey <laughs> your shit sounds bad on my fucking cars like yeah. speakers and it's honestly like, at that point that's your problem not mine dog like <laughs> You know, no, I dude. put the work in. If it sounds shit, then fuck you. Don't listen to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Because, uh, like, I also record a bit with Cameron sometimes. And he's also, like, quite uh, diligent when he does mixing yes, and stuff, yeah. you know. Like you guys he, do Return to Worm Mountain. That's it. Yeah, dude. Um, really and we, good stuff. We are also sitting on an EP that's, like it's four songs and it's like a year and a half now that we've been yeah, like yeah, working yeah. on this thing so, well, that's, so ex- that's exactly my thing with hated related it's yeah, like dude. i can i can either you know spend a year with andy making sure that an ep is just top notch yeah or i could just put out like you know some random songs, songs that i think <laughs> yeah. are good you know yeah dude. And, and there's like there's merits to both but like yeah Damn. yeah like ugly boyfriend was such like a gift um oh, thank at, you. at the time i was just like what the fuck this is awesome but um okay wait wait let, let me get back i have actual questions here and i've literally okay, only asked wait. you Duncan, one of them one second. Oh, carry on <laughs> i am just gonna go pee super quick i will That's be fine, like dude. 30 Bi- seconds biological break go for it <laughs> thank you <laughs> Okay, cool. I'm back. You're back. Right. Okay. Question. 
So how did you start playing guitar? I started playing guitar um, because my dad, he was super into like collecting like films and CDs and shit. Okay. And so he would get all kinds of like rare stuff. And one day he brought home uh, David Bowie's final concert as Ziggy Stardust. Okay. Um, so basically, I don't know if you know D.A. Pennebaker. He was like a like a rock documentarian back in the 60s and 70s. I do he not. He made that, that movie mm-hmm. with Bob Dylan, Don't Look Back. It oh, okay. Like a, I do know that. Yeah. Yeah. So he made Don't mm-hmm. Look Back with Bob Dylan. And then he also documented uh, David Bowie's last show as Ziggy Stardust. It wasn't like his last show. It was just his no, last yeah. show as like that character. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, my dad got that DVD. And up until that point, I'd only been like vaguely interested in music. Like I was really into like rap and like pop okay. and stuff, but I wasn't like deep into music, you know? And then my dad got that and it just fucking blew me away. Like, I think I was like 12 when he got it. And I, I obsessively watched that, that concert film, like every day for years, you know? Holy Um, shit. And it was just, I was like obsessed with it. I just loved David Bowie. And then from there I started collecting all his CDs and then once I had all his CDs I started collecting it all on vinyl um so yeah basically the reason I started playing guitar was David Bowie um just cuz I I loved like his like little version of of rock and roll yeah and I just wanted to like be exactly like that so I started saving up money and I got one of those like three quarter like budget guitars. Yeah. A little nylon string. Um, well, fortunately it was a steel string, but just oh, okay. super cool. small. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I started like with that and I learned some chords and then uh, my mom figured out that I, you know, saved up, bought this thing, learned some chords and then she was like, you know, shame, like that's very small. That is clearly like a child guitar. <laughs> so her and my dad got me like a full size guitar and I did some lessons. And yeah, once I'd like learned chords and what like chords fit into what key, I'd like mm. abandoned the lessons and then just started writing songs. Okay. Uh, yeah, dude, yeah. that sounds perfect. Like the <laughs> a great way to start, like to be inspired by David Bowie. Like yo, that's that's really cool, and it makes <laughs> a lot of sense. Like the, I don't know that whole journey that you just went through. Like, yeah, I can I can see it. <laughs> so how old were you? Did you say you were like twelve when you started? Yeah, I was 12 <laughs> when my dad got the DVD and uh, okay. probably like three months later, I, I was fiddling around on a guitar. Awesome. Awesome. And like with guitar, do you see like the guitar that you play as um, like, like 
I always find, you know, you have like a spectrum of guitar players. Like on the one end, you have people who like love the instrument itself, like the object and will like name yeah. it and like, you know, fawn over yeah. it. And then at the other end of the spectrum, you get people who are like, oh, it's just a tool, um, you know, yeah, and yeah. I just use it to create sound. So like where on that spectrum would you say you sit? Well, I don't know. Like, I, I, I definitely <laughs> love, I love my guitars so much. Yeah. I don't have names for them, but no. I, I, I do love them so much as, as like parts of, of, of what's like carried me through doing music for quite yeah. a long time now. Um, but at the same time, I do I do kind of just see it as a tool to to write songs and to make music. But that's not to say that I don't like absolutely love them. You know, like I would be devastated like if anything happened to <laughs> any of my Telecasters. Or oh, you have multiple uh, Telecasters. Damn. <laughs> I have yeah. I have two Telecasters. Okay. I have uh, a Mexican one and an American one. Holy shit, dude. Um, okay. Yeah, I would also be so, fucking yeah. very unhappy if I. Yeah. My <laughs> no, I don't even. I don't even keep them in my studio. I keep them in my bedroom so that, like, if someone wants them, I'll have to die for it. Uh, Over your dead body, for real. Yeah. But okay. at the end of the day, that is the reality. You know, it's like you yeah. use them to make music. They're not. They're not babies. Very much you know, so. they. No, true. <laughs> I get you. I get you. But then, like at the same time. Do you find that depending on the guitar that you are playing, like it could inspire you differently? Like, so, you know, if you're playing a Telecaster, will that inspire you to create a certain type of music versus if you're playing like another one of your guitars? Like, does the instrument itself make you want to play and make you want to create I don't know if I'm no, making any I sense. Don't, I don't think so. I think <laughs> it's more like um, just how comfortable I am with that instrument. So like, uh, the, the first like really good electric guitar I got was a Telecaster. Okay. So now I'm so used to the, the shape and feel of a Telecaster that I'm like really uncomfortable with other styles of guitars so it's not like the individual guitar i guess it's now just that i'm used to like a certain neck profile a certain heaviness okay. like but between like you know if i'm writing a song on like one of my acoustic guitars i can translate that pretty easily to my telly okay. or vice versa you know it's not like sacred to me you know i don't feel like a specific one of my guitars sort of drives me to be more creative i think that's okay more like my my deal you know like okay it's on me to be creative rather than to find inspiration okay. through like a instrument yeah so having said that though often i do think like maybe if i got myself like a keyboard or something i could write something different you know like maybe that would inspire me to write something different but in terms of just like my little collection of guitars like it doesn't really matter to me too much okay yeah dude like because i know like um 
<clears throat> when I got a banjo, actually Will got the banjo and and then gave it to me amazingly enough. Yeah. Um and we I was like this is going to be so awesome because it's going to force me to do something different. And it is like it's yeah. a very different instrument to play, but when I started like writing stuff on it and I was like, let me just transpose this onto guitar. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? I'm like writing like the same way I would on a guitar. Yeah, like yeah. even though like it's completely different, like I don't know, like there's definitely something to be said that like the inspiration does come from within and like regardless of Absolutely, the instrument, yeah. you'll uh, find uh, the, what you like, like what, what sounds good and what feels good to you regardless yeah. of what instrument it is. Yeah, like mm. I, I played, I was trying to like incorporate mandolin into okay. my music for quite a while oh, and I really yeah. loved it, but I often mm. just found like, you know, this, I might as well just be playing this on the guitar with a capo <laughs> on the 10th fret, you know, like <laughs> it, it was still my playing. Like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Like, uh, what's that Rod Stewart song with the mandolin? Jeez, dude, uh, I, I, I don't know. I only know, wake like... Wake up, Mary, I think i got <laughs> something to say to you. But anyways, that has a mandolin intro. Okay. And I was kind of trying to learn how to do that, but yeah. all I could do was strum the mandolin, so... Yeah, no, dude, like, mandolin... I mean, I, I'm trying to think, like... Okay, I listen to, like, quite a lot of, like, old folk music, so I hear a bunch of mandolin on that stuff. But, um... Fucking, you know who uses the mandolin sometimes is The Darkness. Do you remember that band, The Darkness? Yeah, I believe, in a, thing I believe in a thing called Love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they had another song called Love is Only a Feeling. And on that one, there's like some mad mandolin in there. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm completely sidetracked now. But shit, dude, have you got a mandolin? I no longer do. When I came back, I bought one in Scotland and oh, I had limited bag space. <laughs> and uh yeah no it was super sad i had to leave a lot of shit over there but shame all man. the like music stuff that i had to leave i just gave to pals so uh, they all okay. went to good homes but i wish sure. i still had that mandolin i was actually yeah. shopping around for one the other night i've been wanting to get one for some time but <sighs> Oh yeah, like I was saying to you earlier, I'm I'm definitely mm-hmm. thinking of getting a melodica. Oh yeah, dude. Like seeing Will rip on that thing, I I really want to so, do that. So that that melodica, I actually got it. I gave that one to him. Oh my god! So do you so, guys just buy stuff for each yeah, other? Yeah, dude, we do <laughs> actually. Like randomly, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, like <laughs> it does happen. I, yeah, we've bought like some interesting in- instruments for each other. I think he he has a bass that I got. Well, I think maybe we got went half half on that, and he's got a bagpipe chanter that I got him as well. Oh, nice! So it's like it's like a bagpipe without the actual bag. Um, uh, but yeah, melodica is awesome. What, the, what, what is that fucking thing that Will plays with his knee? Like oh, he's, harmonium. Yeah. Oh, is that what it, I thought it was an yeah. accordion? No, so like, okay, get a melodica because a melodica, melodica you can buy one on Take a Lot. That one that Will yeah, has, yeah. I think it costs a hundred rand, like ninety nine. Oh rand my god! Yeah, no. When I was looking around, it it was like 
everything from like yeah super cheap to like a grand was the most expensive one just get one of those hundred bucks ones dude they do the job perfectly harmoniums are quite expensive though the one that he like plays with his legs like that yeah but they are but they they're weirdly well not weirdly they're very available in durban because it's an indian instrument like comes from india oh so i had no idea so you have like a few indian instrument shops around here and um, quite a lot of people like even like when i chat to my colleagues like a surprising amount of people like just have harmoniums and like tablas and stuff at home yeah and i'm just like fuck you know don't you want to like just bring me one of those (laughs) but yeah so so harmonium harmonium is awesome like it's that's like the principal drone instrument that will uses in seven rivers of fire like it's just beautiful i love it and because it has bellows like kind of like an accordion you know that you pump like yeah yeah it has like a pulse to it you know like as the air pushes through it's really it's a flipping amazing instrument i I really love it i need to actually just get myself one (laughs) But damn, dude, we've gone so sidetracked here. Okay, no, but for real. So aside from like the instrument itself, like what else does actually inspire you in your songwriting and your playing and that? Uh, In terms of my songwriting, I think mostly um, like whenever I write songs like I'm almost always like influenced by um, like books I've been reading, like stuff I've watched. Mm. Uh, it, it's it's very seldom anything to do with music, but then when I'm writing the music or the guitar of uh, of the song like that often is very influenced by like what i'm listening to but i try and make sure that like my lyrics and stuff aren't too influenced by things i've been listening to um but yeah like lyric wise i'm super inspired by like horror okay um like i read a lot of stephen king um like yeah nine out of ten books i read are like by him and it's really (laughs) easy because he's written like a million books so many Um, and so so many really uh, good ones as well like fuck dude like i read um what did i read recently the stand jeez what oh my god i know did you get the like the the full extended the big boy one (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) Fuck, yeah what an amazing story like i, I was know. like because when i was reading it i was like this is like epic fantasy like epic horror when fantasy. the fucking dog comes back mm. when the dog Dude. comes back i wept <laughs> i openly wept yeah shit dude no well fair enough like it's ridiculous and it's like ridiculous like how many stories are woven into each other in that i know in that book as well like man it's amazing absolutely beautiful and then um, another one that um i've kind of ripped ideas off for a few songs was kujo you know the one about the rabbit dog no basically yeah it's a it's about a, mm-hmm. a rabbit dog that like terrorizes its okay its neighbors um but yeah, so like horror, 
lots of like stuff I watch. Um, Is that also primarily horror? <laughs> yeah, a lot of mm. horror. Like okay, my my main genres of entertainment are like horror and comedy. Like those are my fave things. Yeah. Um, I'm not big into drama, not big into action. I just like okay. to laugh and be scared. Okay, uh, fair enough. The two extremes. So yeah. And also, like, a lot of my songs and my songwriting is, like, relatively abstract. Like, I feel like very few of them, um, like, really follow a narrative, but... But when I am trying to follow a narrative, I try and do it like, you know, yeah, pretty, pretty to the T. But um, okay. Well, like, yeah. I mean, I was thinking like so today. Um, I was reading the lyrics to your song, "The Body." Um, oh yeah. And I can definitely like f- feel the horror. Like, there's sort of like a latent. Um, there's something just very unsettling lyrically about that yeah. about that track and it's like you said it's not it's not very like prescriptive like you can kind of interpret yeah. it in a lot of different ways as well i also love like do you have a t- tattoo of the three-eyed fish from the simpsons i do on my tummy yeah oh dude like 10 out of 10 <laughs> I, that's like the most awesome tattoo because that's on the cover right of that I, single yeah yeah. yeah, no, I I'm like a, a major like Simpsons super nerd. Oh, dude! And uh, out <laughs> of like all the characters, like so many of my favorite characters are the like very passive ones that yeah. like you don't see much of. Yeah, and like Hans all Molman. of those. <laughs> yeah, and the three-eyed fish. His name is Blinky. Yes. And I think you only see him in like two episodes in the show, and then I think you see him once in the movie. And oh, okay. I yeah. just thought, like, if I was gonna get a tattoo of any character, I'd like to shine a little light on Blinky, Blinky. <laughs> because he's my boy. Uh, he's but yeah, epic, I love man. him. He's like that and episode yeah. when Mr. Burns is running for governor. Like it's. <laughs> He's he's like such an epic character. Fuck, they eat him, dude. It's <laughs> I know. It's quite dark. <laughs> but yeah, like when but I yeah, saw that, and, I was like, and, that's uh, great. Yeah, but, that song um, I wrote about like just like my experiences and like other ex- experiences of people I know who have had like body dysmorphia, oh. um, and you know just not not felt like connected to their body Mm. in like a you know in a healthy way and and that's also why i thought like maybe blinky would be a really good poster boy because you know he's a cheeky three-eyed fish yeah well i was gonna say like he's he's super appropriate because Mm. of exactly that Yeah. yeah well i mean like that makes a lot of sense and as somebody who's also sort of struggled with my own body image and that over time like i think maybe that's why that song may have particularly resonated with me uh, without me even really being aware <laughs> because, well that's yeah. that's literally mm. all i want at the end of the day like 
you know mm. the the only way i measure it like success is if you know someone hears the song and they can kind of relate to it like a even if just a tiny bit you know that's all that really mm. matters yeah oh well thank you i think it definitely does and like with your music i'm getting the feeling that it's very much so um well i mean like sometimes very loosely but it's very much so composed it's not so much like improvised um no yeah no i do write stuff down yeah okay yeah and so how like would your songwriting process sort of work you can secrets can be revealed it usually it it starts with like a, a sequence of chords and then like from that sequence of chords like i i kind of just feel the the general mood of that progression and then i'll write the first two lines and put that to the chords and then if that works like if i can make that exciting just for myself to listen to you know like if i can Mm. write two lines with a set of chords and i think this is pretty cool like let's let's roll on with this then i'll write the whole first verse and then if that works i'll write a bridge and a chorus and then usually by that stage i'm like settled i'm like happy on the song so then all i have to do is write the second verse repeat bridge repeat chorus because like my my songwriting is very uncomplicated like usually i just do two cycles of first bridge chorus first bridge chorus you know like Mm. that's what most of my songs are like on odd occasion i'll do like verse bridge chorus verse bridge second bridge chorus but most of the time it's just you know standard pop yeah standard pop songwriting verse bridge chorus verse bridge chorus two and a half minutes done you know so often especially with ugly boyfriend because i'm by myself and like you know i don't i don't actually have to have a song prepared (laughs) in order to like record it Mm. so i'll record uh i'll record the guitar for the whole song so i'll do verse bridge chorus verse bridge chorus on guitar and then often i only have the first half written so i'll record uh the guitar all the way through record the first half of the song and then sit and listen to it and then i'll write the second verse the second bridge and then fill in the chorus um very uncomplicated like um i really don't like i'm not one of those guys who tries to be like overly poetic you know like i don't sit down and write like a a full page of lyrics and then kind of condense that down into a song i'll just write a verse a bridge and a chorus Mm. and then fill in the rest after i've recorded like the the main part yeah and i think maybe that's why sometimes my second verses aren't as good as my first no dude that's <laughs> that's not true I, I i would even think like that approach 
it like carries sort of a a, a kind of um i don't know like a like a sort of a, a spontaneity that is very i don't really like using the word authentic but like it is like a very authentic sort of thing uh rather than someone who like like you say spends hours like chipping away at lyrics yeah. which is what i often end up doing and then it like i mean it like it can be nice you know then you have like this like very sort of dense thing but it's not as immediately impactful as like your songs you know like a song like jump scare which was like immediate oh. resonate you know just like fucking i was just like ah yes this year has been a fucking jump scare you know yeah. like like it it, it 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 was it's just got like this immediacy to it that yeah well works really I, well you know, yeah i think like especially within writing lyrics and mm. stuff it's it's very useful to try and keep stuff simple you know you don't want to like drown people in metaphors and synonyms <laughs> and like you don't want people to have to think before they get it you know yeah i mean obviously that has it has its merit like pink yeah. floyd is awesome but like you don't want, you don't always want to have to think too hard you know so sometimes i I just try and incorporate like a, a straightforward almost like childlike view of things because it's easy to follow and you don't have to mm. think too hard to like you know enjoy it or relate to it or listen to it you know yeah well like i think it's yeah like like i think that you you bang on with what you're saying but like what also is nice is that like what you were saying you know even about like a song like the body that we were talking about like there's an immediacy to it but yeah. there's also that ability to like re-listen and like have kind of mini revelations which i fucking love like when that happens when i'm listening to a song and i'm like oh like i understand yeah. <laughs> you know like you have this new sort of dimension to it that you never sort of realized on your initial listen so like that yeah. that, that sort of magic is still there but um like the way that you're describing it are you a big daniel johnston fan by any chance that is so weird i was just about to say uh <laughs> When it comes to songwriting, like one of my mm. biggest influences is is Daniel Johnston, yeah. uh, because I luckily um, discovered Daniel Johnston like quite young. I think okay. I was like about sixteen or so when <laughs> I first heard like nineteen ninety and okay. like how, how are you and stuff. Yeah, and that really did big time give me the confidence to like you know maybe sing off tune maybe not play the right notes maybe not have like you know great recording quality or whatever yeah but i mean you you can't deny that those songs are just beyond beautiful and timeless Dude. i mean it, yeah is like... some things last a long time i mean like so many 
I just like I you know and and my fiance doesn't get it at all you know she oh, thinks really? like yeah. what the fuck are you doing like this, because like, to her obviously guy. yeah <laughs> it, listen it sounds like a guy who can't sing but to yeah. me it's like you know he's like a an idol to me yeah uh, dude did you watch uh the devil and Daniel Johnston I fucking did dude I've watched it a number of times uh, i love that that i think it's like I one of the best just, documentaries yeah. yeah i sobbed it's, the whole way through i just love that man so much yeah but like can i tell you like one thing with daniel johnston i always find is like his you know the later like more recent stuff where other musicians yeah. played with him it doesn't and he ha- couldn't play no more yeah, yeah like like it's still cool but it doesn't have that same like magic as just like this no. one dude in his fucking brother's garage. Yeah. Like, and there's like songs on there, you know, where he's like in his little, with his little chord organ. Uh, yeah. I can't remember which song it is. It's on Yup Jump Music where he's like, sing it with me. Like he's so into it, yeah, you know, yeah, and he's yeah. got like a call and response, like for an imaginary crowd or something. And yeah. it's just like, he's just alone with a chord organ in his brother's garage. But it's just like, it's so like, I don't know. It's like emotively powerful. Um, yeah. And I, I think that like, um, you know, with ugly boyfriend also like it being just you, it kind of creates this world of like, just this, you know, like, like, you're not sitting and talking with other musicians and being like, okay, are we on the same page? Let's jam it out. Like you just, I think maybe like in my imagination, like you become very immersed in that. And, um, and as a result, the music is like a very immersive listening experience as well, because it's like you get, I don't know, like you get really sucked into that world of that one person. Um, yeah, no, maybe I'm getting I absolutely a bit carried away, do. But <laughs> like, uh, uh, when I'm in here, I mean, uh, as much and like, I, I'll always prefer uh, playing with a band to just, you know, playing, you know, recording mm. stuff by myself. But um, there is definitely something to be said for being able to like start and finish a project and the only person who like signs off on anything is you you know Mm. and if anything just for like the efficiency you know because (laughs) the amount of time it takes for three or four dudes to to agree on a particular choice in in a song you know, you can knock that out in 30 seconds mm-hmm. by yourself. You can be like, oh, should I, shouldn't I? Yeah, I should, you know, and then yeah. you do it. Um, and that's what I really dig about it. Like, ultimately, in my ideal world, I would be able to, like, write all my music, write all the parts for it, and then just get dudes to join me on stage so I could do it live. Mm. But obviously there's very few people who want to have little to no <laughs> creative input in in a band, you know. Yeah. Uh but my god, I wish there were people. <laughs> because if I could just, you know, write mm. the stuff and get people to play it, I'd, you know, I'd be in heaven. Yeah. You'd be like a, just a composer, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. 
damn that's yeah i don't know dude i quite like that you you play all of the instruments as well like <laughs> i think yeah live yeah, would be would a little just, bit tricky but yeah mm. i mean i definitely don't want to relinquish like playing all the instruments but if yeah i ever want to do it live i'm gonna have to get someone in and they're probably gonna have to put their own spin on it yeah it it is what happens but i get what you're saying like i don't know man like the last time i was in a band with more than two people was like yeah it was like 11 years ago like the <laughs> so i only like play in duos just because like exactly what you're saying to get like three people together consistently is yeah it's basically impossible like i don't even know how you do it like um and i see people you know like someone like cameron and i'm just like what the fuck dude you're in like five bands i with know multi- like how 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 do you d- I, I i can't i simply can't but um anyway um no let's let's go back and to being in like five yeah. bands and i'm pretty sure cam has a job as well like yeah dude, i have no, no, no. He... just the one job and i cannot <laughs> do anything beyond that like man i can do my job and then do music in the evenings but five bands no get dude. to fuck like yeah no never happening even like I mean, like, Will and I have been trying to do, like, more Rise Up Dead Man stuff, but, geez, it's hard, like, because both of us have jobs, and, yeah, becomes a mission. I know. Jobs <laughs> are the curse of the musician. They are, dude. They really are, because also then, like, you're too fucking exhausted sometimes. <laughs> you're like, I just want to lie down, watch movies, do whatever. But, um, but like, back to your um, actual guitars, um because you do have quite nice, like, uh, like you know, your Telecasters and that. I do, I do. Yeah. So are you, uh, like, like, are you kind of a little bit of, a, like, a guitar, like, geek? Are you into, like, tone words and all of that sort of stuff? Um, I don't know if I'm into, like, tone. I don't know if I'm, like, <laughs> okay. a tone geek, but I'm definitely, like, a vintage gear geek and like an analog geek okay um says the guy who's like made 30 songs on his cell phone (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. no but having said that all of those songs i did put Mm. through a cd tape filter oh okay cheeky bit of analog there (laughs) but yeah no I, I to be honest i think i'm maybe just a bit like ignorant tone wise because i can't all i know is that a lot of metal bands use too much treble and a lot oh, of yeah. uh rock bands well at least like the ones we have these days just you know have guitar tone that sounds like shit but i don't know what like i don't know what's good or what's bad i just know what i like yeah um well but like i, I th- hardly i, I hardly mm-hmm. ever listen to a record and be like oh the guitar tone on this is sick or the guitar tone on this is not good you know okay. like to me if the song's good it doesn't it hardly yeah. matters like what the 
what the guitar sounds like like one mm. of my favorite bands in the whole world i think of all time at the moment is surfboard uh i've literally like in, never heard them dude yeah. yeah no they're an la punk band you should definitely okay. check them out they're amazing um but yeah and you could argue that the tone of all their instruments is bad but i mean you listen to it and you're so stoked like yeah uh, i mean less so now because i think now they're on like a bigger label and stuff but their early stuff it it like it was very much like garage demo sounding recordings and i loved mm. every second of it so i definitely don't think i could call myself like a tone if you know if, like a yeah like a aficionado yeah <laughs> yeah no i don't know what i'm ah, talking dude, I'm, about i'm, I'm kind of surprised to... well okay i'm like not surprised on the one hand but i, I am a bit surprised because like i I've noticed that you do have a very particular guitar tone, like with your electric playing. Um, mm. And especially like, you know, going back to that, like gig that I, the most recent gig that I saw you playing at uh, yeah. with that Telecaster. And then I think you've got a Vox amp because it's like a particular mm. spiky, jangly tone that yeah. like Vox amps tend to excel at. Um Am I correct in that's that, that that assumption? Yeah, I've got a Vox AC fifteen. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah, I always I always use it on the normal channel. Uh, it's got like a normal channel and a top boost. Oh, and the okay. Top, the top boost is just way too trebly, <laughs> so. I only yeah. ever use the normal channel, but then I pair it with like. A really rough overdrive like i have the uh boss jhs angry driver oh okay shit dude that, that's that's a really nice pedal so yeah so i use that mm. like nice clean charmy tone of the okay. normal channel on the vox and then when i want it to like sound really ugly and harsh I use the um, Angry Charlie circuit, so like the JHS okay. circuit. Yeah. And then for like more chilled overdrive, like in some of our songs, like Fish Out of Water, I just use the Blues Driver circuit. Okay. And then for our super heavy songs like piss outside and songs like that mm -hmm. there's a setting where you can uh combine the angry charlie and the blues driver but i usually go for angry charlie into blues driver so it's like the super distorted overdrive into like mm -hmm. a less distorted overdrive and it okay. gives you this like almost like muffled like kind of throttled but like very heavy sound so that's what i use for like all of our heavier songs but literally like the the only pedals i use for hated related is that uh the angry driver and mm. then just a fender reverb what the fuck dude okay well like to be fair i think that you are more into tone <laughs> than, than maybe you realize <laughs> because like yeah dude like that chime you know that like really nice chime that you get out of yeah. that box 
it's a really good tone dude like well i think it's really amazing and it was another oh, thing that you. like sets you apart from like most of the other bands that play around durban because like um I know Cam, like, and his amp is, like, the everyman's amp, dude. Like, if he's playing mm. at a gig, most people use his amp. It's that Fender Hot Rod, which is a fucking great amp. Like, it's, like, yeah, I, I think I've amp. used it. But it's got a very different sound. It's, like, mm. a lot more, it's a lot less jangly. It's, like, a lot sort of fuller. Like, there's a bassier yeah. kind of vibe to it. It doesn't have a chime, you know, like what a yeah. Vox would have. And that sound is generally like more prevalent just in the music that i see around here i think like damon from mouse uses an orange or something like that as he well does yeah which is also like a little bit sort of more that kind of lower end beefier guitar sound which works great for their music but like the vox and your particular sort of style of songwriting and that it's a really good combo um it's a really nice tone and like i think there's something about telecasters as well there's almost like a creak or something you know like 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 a kind of a creakiness i don't know if, if, if yeah, that makes and, any sense and a bit of a twang there's yes like a, i think the twang is more <laughs> a yeah. more appropriate adjective <laughs> than the creakiness yeah no i've uh since i got into music uh i've mm. been really into uh like good country music obviously not like pop country but people like john prine and, okay. and johnny cash and yeah Mior. dude i uh, love country music by the way so yeah like, don't w- even willie nelson and stuff fucking like great, i've dude. always been really into that mm. and i always saw them playing telecasters i think the reason i picked a telecaster as my first like proper guitar was because of uh you know when bob dylan did the 65 oh yes newport festival and he he broke up with his electric thing (laughs) uh i'm pretty sure i've seen concert footage of him playing a black telecaster and that's why i got my black telecaster dude Uh, that's Perfect, like the, the the strongest rationale I've heard for choosing a yeah. guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what else are you gonna do? Fuck um, yeah, that was a good choice, man. How old were you when you <laughs> made that decision? Because that's like a very wise. I um, think I was fifteen. Uh, Jeez, dude. <laughs> God damn. I also got a guitar when I was fifteen, like my nice electric guitar, which is just an Epiphone Dot. So it's oh, but that's a beautiful guitar. This boy. (laughs) So like, I think uh, you know Greg from the Medicine Dolls. Yeah, dude, I think he does play one. Oh, I think he plays. I think he plays a casino. Yeah, Yeah. he's got a blonde casino. And ever yeah. since I saw him play that fucking thing, I've been dying to get a casino, but like you just can't find them for any kind of a reasonable Dude. price. Yeah. But, but casinos are really flipping nice guitars. That one, like, and you know, I have no idea why I chose that guitar either. Like, I don't know anyone who plays that guitar. Like after the fact, yeah. I saw some footage of like Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age playing one. And, um, that's it (laughs) uh i'm just like why did i choose this guitar like it it was so so random um 
I bet you're, I, w- I bet you're glad you did though because no i, I mean, am dude I, I do love ripper. that guitar i do love it but like i'm just like what why why did i like I, what was the reason but anyway i tend <laughs> to do that in life generally it's just like i just do and then i don't even know why but uh yeah. <laughs> but um so like would you say like telecaster i mean you basically have said like telecaster is sort of your favorite or your go-to guitar absolutely yeah like Mm. telecaster for electric guitars and if i had like unlimited money i would Mm. like exclusively play martins for acoustic okay yeah um back in the day i had you know how martin did that i don't know what they called it i think it was they called it the little martin Oh yeah, like and it, it was yeah, LX or was, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was a travel-sized Martin. So, anyways, I bought one of those back in the day uh, yeah. with my inheritance. So, like, okay. my grand died and gave me a bunch of money. So, uh, I bought this this mini Martin with that money, and I played it for like two years straight. Like, literally the they didn't come with pick guards right so okay i had like fully scratched that thing deep like it was mine like it was my i mean you know with without sounding Mm. like a dick it was kind of my signature little guitar (laughs) and one night i was walking from my house in morningside Uh, on windermere road up to jackrabbits to do an open mic with murray and this guy just like jumped out from behind a bush and he was like give me all your shit or i'll stab you so and this is the saddest fucking part right this is the saddest part is like at the time my phone had recently got stolen so i was using like a you know like a 3310 style brick phone green screen phone so i gave him that (laughs) i gave him the 60 bucks in cash that i had in my pocket so that was at this point that's everything i had and then he was like give us the guitar and I was like, please no. <laughs> like literally yeah. please no. I have I'm literally on yeah. my way to go use this thing. Like please <clears throat> no. And yeah. he was like, You're playing with your fucking life. Gimme the guitar. Oh, really? So I was like Fuck dude. Yeah, no, he literally said like uh, yeah. Don't make me take out the the gun. And at that point, he already had a knife out, so <laughs> I was Durban, like bro. stressed out. So yeah. I give him the shit, and then as I'm walking away, I'm thinking like, I feel like I just got cheated. Like I feel like this guy didn't even have a gun. Like I feel like yeah. I just got like you know cheated. It's- but then I look behind me. Yeah. And his friend, who's much yeah. bigger than him, I mean, if anything, they should have yeah. used him as the mugger because he was yeah. way scarier. But his friend came running across the road with a visible gun. So I think in that yeah, in dude, that specific situation, I, ch- I, yeah, no, I think I did yeah. well. But it still hurts to this day not having that cheeky little <sighs> guitar. Dude, that is very sad. So what I mean, acoustic- even... 
Yeah. Even Murray said that it was like the best sounding acoustic yeah. guitar she'd heard. Of of of, of um, yeah, of the gigs that, that she used to do, like yo dude. Yeah. So what guitar are you playing now? Fuck. And I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> right terrible. now I, I use this like um mm-hmm. it's a Rit Muller. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh then- like acoustic guitar it doesn't have a pickup or anything but it sounds yeah. pretty good just mic'd up yeah so yeah that's what i use for ugly boyfriend um yeah, dude. i was used using a lot of like a couple of years ago yeah no mm. i was using like a super cheapy court that i bought okay. like shortly after that guitar got stolen like it was basically the cheapest guitar that glenwood music had okay um <laughs> but i recently broke the bridge on that so that guy is he's ko sorry i'm so sorry <laughs> that's cool. dude i'm, so no, I mean, sorry I'm about still plucking yeah you are you are so that's cool Fuck, dude, I hope that that Martin, like, found someone who, like, plays yeah. it and loves it at I least. I hope, like, you know, the guy who stole it maybe gave it to, like, his niece or something. And yeah. now his niece is, like, the next Taylor Swift. I mean, it's <laughs> wishful thinking, but, like, let's hope. I know, dude, that's so sad. Like, yo, I'm very lucky that, like, none of my guitars have been stolen. Um, I have almost lost a few um, back when I was on the jaw, as it were. Mm. I remember, like, I lost one in Grahamstown, and, like, <laughs> I spent, like, days, like, l- looking for it. And then I, f- I found it, like, in someone's room in a res, like... <laughs> Fucking hell. I know, dude, it was so hectic. And the guy was like, no, I took it because I could see that you weren't going to be able, you know, like... Like, like you, you were not, uh, like, like looking out for it and these other guys were eyeing it. So I just like grabbed it and oh, kept it. I feel it like and, that. I just wanted to fucking yeah, steal your guitar. Uh, you dirty likely, bitch. But no, no, but, but like, <laughs> but, but he did find me and he was like, I have your guitar. Like come, oh, okay, come with well, me no. and, and I will, I will give, give it back. But like, I, I think maybe in the moment, you know, when you're like drunk and you're like, oh, I'm yeah. taking this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he like probably like woke up with it. <laughs> <laughs> like a lighter at a jaw when someone's exactly. like you know here's my lighter yes, you dude. think why shouldn't i keep it <laughs> man i was so bad with that like waking up the next day like eight lighters like in my pocket just like where the fuck? i know just <laughs> fully surplus to your needs you're just yes, like yeah. fully fully exploiting the market but then other times like yours would also like go into the abyss and it's just like ah yes it's part of the cycle yeah the lighter it's cycle. exactly exactly but um yeah okay let's i think we've been chatting for a long time so let me quick fire these last <laughs> ones but what music have you been like currently listening to that you find particularly inspiring i know you've mentioned a few bands already um what uh, was that one surf skate sorry i can't remember I can't remember either now. Um, okay, well, I'll just rattle off like yeah, my just main hit listens me with a couple. now. Yeah. So, number one at the moment, I've been super into this band called The Amazing Snakeheads. 
Um, they're a Glasgow punk band. Okay. Um, so they they played like a lot of the same venues we did when I was there. Uh, tragically, the the lead singer isn't alive anymore, but just like absolutely brilliant punk music. Okay. Um, kind of like eighties style. Uh, there's like a lot of saxophones, but just beautiful oh, punk music. Yeah. Um, so I've been super, super into them. I've been really into Godspeed. Uh, yes. Godspeed, you Black Emperor. Um, what else? I can actually literally just put, pull up my little <laughs> search history. Because that's the thing, I can never remember shit on the spot, but like... Yeah, dude, I'm also like that, like, I never remember, ever. Then when I go look, I'm like, oh, I've actually been listening to quite a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, shit, okay, this is a bit of a sidetrack, but did you see fucking Danny Elfman said at Coachella? No, dude, I did not. <laughs> but, okay, but, so but I you, do know who Danny Elfman is, yeah. Yeah, like the guy who did the Simpsons theme song. Yeah. He did Nightmare and Before Christmas. He, he um, also just like put out like a random, like a single a year or two ago with like a really freaky dude, music video. Yeah. When we done here, go yeah. Google Danny Elfman Coachella, right? Okay. The guy is fucking, the guy is 69 next year. <laughs> nice. He's 68 right now. This yeah. guy is jacked like a motherfucker. He is so jacked. He's covered in tattoos. I mean, the what guy the is, a, he's a god. He's yeah. literally older than my dad and he looks amazing. <laughs> Just go check it out. But anyways, yeah, that was my little, like... Danny Elfman okay. shout-out. So, my favorite mm. <laughs> bands at the moment are... Obviously, like I said, The Amazing Snakeheads, Godspeed, mm. um, The Frights. Okay. The Frights are amazing. Yeah. Think, like, Fiddler, but, like, okay. a bit oh. less annoying. Um <laughs> And then Starcrawler, absolutely amazing. Yeah, Starcrawler, just 10 out of 10. Surfboard. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Think surfboard crossed with abortion. So like surfboard. Abort surfboard. My son's name is also Bort. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and then he doesn't have his. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a you million know. Got, license yeah, plates. you you know, gotta have the Simpsons reference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I'm a I'm a super nerd, and uh-huh. then um, so one of like my all time favorite just like life influence bands is the Silver Jews. Okay, um, I don't know them that so, well. Hey, I do know them, but I've never like gotten into them properly. You should listen to like American Water, like okay. that's one of their best albums, and also Tanglewood Numbers. Um, but anyways, the lead singer of Silver Jews, just before he died, like he started his own project called Purple Mountains. 
okay. which arguably is even better than Silver Jews, even though he only got to do one album. Um, so then, yeah, in my history after Silver Jews, Angel Olsen. Oh, very inspired brilliant. by Angel yeah. Olsen. Yeah. I love yeah. her to bits. Um, Stella Donnelly. Don't uh, she's like an Australian folk kind okay. of artist. Uh, Julia Jackson, also Australian folk artist. Uh, Vince Staples. Oh, he's dope. a rap guy. Yeah. Oh, I love Vince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just going through my little list. Daniel Johnston. Okay. Um, the perennial favorite. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Jeff Rosenstock. Um, I recognize that name, but like he I can't was uh, he was in Bomb the Music Industry. Okay. And yeah, yeah. Arrogant Sons of Bitches, Kudrow. But yeah, Jeff. Okay. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been listening to lately. Dope. Um, so do you still listen anything. to much hip hop? I know you said before Bowie came along, you were like quite into rap and that. I do. I do actually yeah. still listen to quite a bit of hip hop. Like, um, I'm really into Earl Staples. Oh, okay. Uh, oh yeah. no, no, no. Earl no, Sweatshirt. Man, Earl Sweatshirt. Earl, yeah, and Vince yeah. Earl Sweatshirt. Yeah, Earl and Vince Staples. Yeah. And then uh, I understood Tyler what you meant creator. though. Yeah. I was like, yes, of course, Earl Staples. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I just fully like mm. dyslexied those yeah. two together. Um Yeah. Ever since uh I've been listening to like a lot of um like all the old odd future guys like Earl, Tyler, Vince. Yeah. Um, it's very cool stuff. Also, I was I was super into Mac Miller for like quite a while. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, especially like his more like rap stuff. Like okay, towards yeah. the end, he got quite R and B, which I also yes, dig. Yeah. But like, I'm not I'm not a big R and B guy. But like. His earlier stuff, like, I don't know if you know mm. Diablo, like, he has no, a dude, song called Diablo. I only know, like, his R&B type stuff, oh, you know? Oh, right, yeah, like, yeah. towards the no, end, yeah. No, he had, like, some super cool, like, kind of old school rap okay. where it was just, like, three verses of rap with, like, a very simple chorus in between. Okay, yeah. And that was, like, what I really loved about him. Um, also, like, locally, I don't know if you mm. know Bala Wanster. Yes, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking With the flowers love... in the nostril. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love <laughs> everything he's ever done. And yeah. just before Murray left for Portugal, me and her were, like, lucky enough to see him at Cool Runnings. Okay. And... Uh, me and Murray's now wife, Vianca, okay. yeah. uh, we were like hanging out at the front of the stage 
And like we were so into that current album that he had out at the time that we were like rapping it to him on stage. And like he was so stoked. Like he like came yeah. down from the stage and like put the mic on us. It was like the most <laughs> special moment. It was so much fun. And I think now he's in Joburg. So again, like just even more lucky that we got that yeah. little like experience Dude, so many him. people leave durban like i think chris from mouse has left he's in joburg as well yeah Cam i think is he lives in cape, in cape town now. now um so yeah everyone is although wink mm. wink nod yeah. nod i think mouse might be playing a show in durban before too long oh okay wink, wink, are you privy nod, to nod. some uh, forbidden information <laughs> yeah i actually happen to be privy to a bit of top secret information Sick. um but yeah basically us and mouse are gonna play a awesome. very cool gig in okay. june so i'm keen i'll be there stay tuned and i think i'm talking <laughs> i'm doing an interview with damon next week as well so I will Oh bully. sick yeah Yeah dude So I'll bully him into like Spilling further beans Yeah no you should fish <laughs> I mean hopefully by then Like it might be more public mm-hmm. I just don't know if I'm allowed to say Because it's like no, For dude, an that's actual fine. That's, Events that's all, company thing That's all good And that comes like so um, Are you work Like what are you currently working on And like do you have anything in the pipeline when it comes to music at the moment? Well, uh, I'm probably going to put out an Ugly Boyfriend EP tomorrow. Oh, fuck. Um, (laughs) As in, like, tomorrow after we record this. So... Okay. By the time this comes yeah. out, it'll be a real event. Like it'll be no, like dude, it'll be out, and you can be like, ago. "Yo, here's an yeah. interview I did to promote my new EP." Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> what's it gonna I'm be gonna called? Put, it's called a uh, view of the stars from the bridge above nowhere. Fucking amazing name, dude. Wow. Thank you. That like it uh, sounds like a book. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, I got like I tried to really focus on the lyrics with this one. Uh, view, view from the star, view of the stars from the bridge above nowhere. Is that it? Yeah, view of the stars from the bridge above nowhere. Jeez, dude, if you write a autobiography, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. It would be a good title. It'd be a well, very good title. Yeah, if anyone ever cares enough to read a whole book. But yeah, holding thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's fantastic. And you say you're also working on a new um, hated related EP as well, or writing for one. Yeah. Well, I've written most of it. Um, okay. It's just that obviously I live a bit far out from the rest of the band, so most Do of the time when I... Do they live in Durban, or where are they? Yeah, I think, uh, well, Andy lives in Umschlunga, and then I think Ali oh, lives in... Fancy like, man. Yeah, I think Ali lives in Glen Ashley or something. Okay, uh, yeah. I don't actually know, because he's moved so many times. Um mm. 
But yeah, they are they both very much in Durban and I'm very yeah. much like an hour away. So <laughs> every time we have gigs, it throws a spoke in the wheel because we have to practice. Yeah. So we can't like learn new songs. Yeah. And record shit, them. I suppose you could like practice with your EPs, like, you know, play along with the recordings. Mm. And then when you get together, just like focus on you. I don't know, dude. I have no idea how to manage a band with three people. So don't don't listen to my advice. (laughs) Nah, I've just been sending them demos and either they can learn them or or they can get fucked. But yeah. (laughs) No, dude. Um, Either way, I think there'll be a new Hated Related album within the year, I think. Okay. Okay, and it sounds like, so with Ugly Boyfriend, are you going to just continue with singles? Are you going to move more towards like EPs and maybe albums and that sort of thing? Or are you just going to do whatever the fuck you want? I think I'm going to stick to the EP vibe. Okay. Uh, I just find it so hard at least for like my level of recording knowledge at the moment like i don't think i could get an entire say 12 track album to sound consistent but Uh, i can definitely do that with an ep so i think i'll keep doing eps with ugly boyfriend until i can maybe figure out how to like you know master a full album oh dude i reckon I reckon you could definitely um, do a full record. I reckon you could even like use some of the, you know the the songs that you've put out. Like, I suppose like I get what you're saying it would be like a little bit disjointed, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'd be yeah. That's for the only album. thing I worried about <laughs> is it's just like I, I don't want it to sound like a collection of singles. Like I want it okay. to sound like an album. Yeah, you want it to like be coherent. Yeah, dude, that's and important. I, like, well, I think yeah. it's important. Yeah, yeah. And at I the moment, you. I can only really carry that like consistency for like five songs ish, and then after that, like, it gets a oh, bit dude, lost. I can fucking relate. <laughs> like, my, <laughs> my albums are also like five songs. Like, m- most will be eight songs. Like, <laughs> yeah. So no, I I understand. Also, like. I don't know. Do you get like a little bit um, antsy? Like it sounds like you do, like, you know, when you were talking earlier, like if I start recording something, I can't keep working on it like for too long. And to do a full album. Yeah. I've literally abandoned dozens of songs just because it was taking like a bit too long. Like, yeah once i have an idea i need to get it out like pretty quickly otherwise it just starts to feel very like stale and forced and like once it gets to that stage i'd rather chuck it out than try and i'd rather chuck it out and just start something new yeah Uh, because at the end of the day like i feel like a lot of people act like you know every song they write is is you know that has to be a part of their catalog where it really doesn't you can just no, write a dude. song and chuck it to the chuck it to yeah. the curb man like 
you know as long as you're writing songs consistently enough you have plenty of space to throw some to the wayside you know and i do that a lot like uh i was planning on doing like a full length but there were Mm. like four songs that i just fully like despised and i was like instead of trying to fix them i'm just gonna yeet them yeah dude are you comfortable like deleting projects like if you start recording oh, yeah. and then you yeah dude Big me time. too and it it, it freaks it sucks, some people it sucks, out man like like i know like both cameron and will have like <laughs> have been like what the fuck dude like why would you just delete it like just keep it and you know yeah. you never know maybe later like it'll you'll go back to it and you'll be inspired uh, which I have done actually like a few times on their recommendation, but yeah. to like mixed results, like to be honest, there's only ever been one song that I was like, I don't like this, but I'll just put it in a file. So I have a folder called rejected unknown now, which is also yeah. obviously a Daniel Johnston reference. <laughs> um, but, um, like when now, whenever I, that happens to me, like instead of just putting in the recycled bin, I put it there. Um, but whenever yeah. I go, like, like only once have I ever gone back and been like, actually, this song is dope. I just over listened to it, and that. Yeah. But once, dude, of like countless songs, because then when I go back and I listen to it in there, and I still don't like it, then it goes deleted. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, well, up. I think like I think Andy mm. probably has like thirty or forty songs from like the time I met him till now that yeah. I've like never let him put out, but he doesn't ever get rid of them. He's all got them stored. Yeah. Like Cam is I, both Cam and Will are like that. Like they have everything dude. Like from years yeah. ago, I was just like, what the, you still have this? Like, isn't yeah, this like I think choking Andy, your computer up. <laughs> yeah. I think Andy has every single thing I've recorded from the age of like 14 until now. <laughs> He's like got it stored. That's I remember cool, when though. I was, when I was like 15 or 16, uh, it was my girlfriend at the time's birthday and keep in mind I was 16 so this relationship meant fucking nothing <laughs> but uh, so for her birthday I made her like a full album of songs um, and I got Andy to record it and put it on CD and yeah. I've long since forgotten every single word, every single yeah. chord, but Andy's still got that shit in HD. You know? Oh my word, dude. Okay, that's <laughs> kind of awesome. I would be very intrigued to hear that album. <laughs> oh, it was bad. It was very sappy. There was a lot of uh, babies and a lot of uh, oh, I wow, Love dude. Yous and a lot of sweeties. and like a tweak album, in fact. It, which yeah. It, y- you I need think to go and I listen could, to. <laughs> I think me and tweak could go head on for cringiest album oh dude yeah you've got to you've got to go listen to them like please just do me that honor i might just (laughs) like i might just dm them my cringy album and be like guys let's shoot this out like song for song let's see who's the cringe lord oh dude i don't think like I don't think they, I mean, they changed their name to Crash Car Burn, but I, I don't think they're still going. Maybe you can probably find I them somehow. I don't think so. No, I haven't dude. heard the name Crash Car Burn in a 
good couple years. Yeah. Maybe they just changed their name again. (laughs) Maybe there's something to that. Imagine now they're that band called Alive at Midnight. (laughs) Oh, I've seen that like on posters and stuff, Alive at Midnight, but I've never heard them. Are they not good? Well, I remember, no, dude, they're not. Like, and also (laughs) I remember not too long ago... I think it was like, you know, during the pandemic when there were those like couple week breaks where you were allowed to play shows. Yes. So anyways, these O's, and I really hope I'm not defaming the wrong person, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. (laughs) But anyways, these O's played a gig and just full on on stage just said the most like bigoted sexist shit. Oh, dude. And I was just living for the Facebook drama. And Uh, and did it go off? It went off hard, dog. It was like 300 (laughs) plus comments. I was just raging. Ooh, debating okay. each other i live Classic. for it though that's the only the only reason i'm on social media these days is memes and fights the memes and to and to watch like fights on in comments <laughs> it's kind of like an ethical cockfighting it's like yes. instead of watching chickens you know yeah. beat each other to death you get to watch two just regular people hate it out on Facebook, you know? It's glorious, dude. I, I, I also, I live for that. And, like, you find yourself in the rabbit hole of, like, 500 <laughs> comments deep. You don't even know the people at this stage, but you're like, whoa. I know. <laughs> Shit is getting real. <laughs> like, fuck it up, Brendan. <laughs> like, you know, like, I know. Whoever you and are. And you're like rooting for strangers. You're like, you yes, fucking exactly. go, Jared. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you smashed him. Smashed him. But anyway, okay, let's wrap this up. If you could recommend just one song, um, that you created or were part of the creation of to play to someone who'd never heard any of your music before, what song would you pick? Uh, uh, that's a tough one, but I'd, I'd probably choose uh, Legacy of Misinformation, uh, the Ugly Boyfriend song. Fantastic. So I'm going to ask you to just send that song to me so that okay, I can sick. use it as the closing track for this episode. Okay, so, so thank you very much, Baron. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on to this podcast. Um, oh, and thank yeah, dude, you so much, Duncan. I super appreciate great. you having me on. Dude, of course. Like, yeah, absolutely. You're going to be like episode two or three. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs>
the Algorithm.